my career as an actor uh, has been spotty. I started out in New York in 1935. I starved my way through the Depression in New York as an actor. I came out to California in 1940, January. Went to work at Disney as mm -hmm. an artist. And I was an assistant animator on Bambi. And then I, I, I went into the Army, got out of the Army, was hired by KMPC. I went into radio, you see, because I didn't want to go back and be an artist. I hated that idea. I drifted, just drifted back into acting. Every radio personality or person or who had been an actor or who was an actor in radio all wanted to be actors in motion pictures. I became an actor in motion pictures. I drifted into that business. At the same time, I drifted back into radio acting. And that's where Hagman Will Travel came about. The only Western series of note to begin on television and then transition to radio was Have Gun, Will Travel. On TV, Richard Boone starred as Paladin, a gun for hire. It proved popular enough that CBS decided to drop Frontier Gentlemen in favor of a radio version of this series in an attempt to attract sponsorship. The idea worked. Immigrant workers crushed beneath thousands of pounds of railroad ties. You call it an accident. I say it was murder. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin. Oh, Mr. Paladin, glad to have you back. Thank you. My key, please. Of course. It's been quite a while since we've seen you, about uh, three weeks, I dare say. About that. And my mail, please. Of course. I don't believe I remember you being away for this long at any one time. He was, sir. It must have been quite an extensive trip. Yes, it was. Would you have Hayboy bring my bags up? Oh, uh, uh, Hayboy is no longer with us, but I'll see... Hayboy is no longer here. Uh, that's right. His employment terminated, um, well, a week ago today, as a matter of fact. Terminated? Why? I don't know, sir. Did he get another job somewhere? I don't really know. Well, he must have given an excuse for leaving. The Carlton automatically gave him a release when he didn't show up for three consecutive days. Did it ever occur to the Carlton that he might be ill? Well, after all, it isn't our responsibility. Has anyone seen him? Really, Mr. Paladin, it isn't that important. These people are very easily replaced. I assure you the Carlton will continue to give you the same excellent service that we've all... I've just had an example of your excellent service. Even if you've had embarrassing dandruff for years, you can get... When CBS took Gunsmoke to TV, 
Norman MacDonald wanted to be heavily involved with the production. But when network execs chose a totally new roster of people, MacDonald was incensed. To help ease his disappointment, CBS Brass gave him the radio version of Have Gun, Will Travel. MacDonald wanted to prove he could make the radio version better than the TV. On November 8, 1958, one week before the final episode of Frontier Gentlemen, McDonald conducted three voice tests for the lead. Harry Bartell, Vic Perrin, and John Daner read lines from the opening script, Strange Vendetta. Daner was chosen. On November 23rd, exactly one week after J.B. Kendall vanished from the air, Half Gun premiered. Hey Boy didn't leave a message for me with anyone at the hotel. And it was unlikely that he would quit his job without an explanation, unless something was wrong. I didn't know where Hayboy lived, but I remembered that he had an uncle who ran a curio shop I had patronized in the past. San Francisco was heavy with fog when I arrived in Chinatown for a visit with Mr. Chung, the owner of Mandarin Galleries. Welcome to the Mandarin. Good afternoon, Mr. Chung. Ah, uh, Mr. Paladin, I did not recognize you at first. I trust each dawn has brought you a day of success. And each dusk, a night of contentment. Your visit is most fortuitous. Only yesterday, I received several new pieces from Canton. I am sure they will be of great interest to you. Oh, beautiful workmanship. The case is teakwood, isn't it? Yes, and the chessmen are of ivory. Oh. Exquisite. Exquisite. But right now, Mr. Chung, I'm afraid all I want is some information. I hope I may be of service. I'm looking for Hay Boy, um, Kim Chang. I have not seen my nephew, Kim Chang, for several days. Mr. Chung, Hay Boy is a friend of mine. Is he in any kind of trouble? He spoke to you, perhaps, of his brother, Kim Sung. Yes, he did mention that his brother was coming to the United States. His passage and entry permit was arranged by a railroad company. And I suppose Kim Sung signed a contract to repay the railroad by working for them on a construction crew. Many of our people have come here this way. Uh -huh. Mr. Paladin, I have in my pocket two letters. Kim Chang, whom you call Hey Boy, left them with me for safekeeping. The first one is from his brother. If you would like... I will translate it for you. Yes, please. The first part is of no importance. But this. The headman, Travis, cheats us of our wages. Gives us less food than is our right. Because we are Chinese, he thinks we will do nothing. Last night, when I spoke to him in protest, I was beaten. I am afraid now to stay here. I am afraid... Travis will kill me as a lesson to the others. Please, my brother, you must help me. That is all. May I see the letter? It is in Chinese. No, I just want to see the postmark. Coldwater, Utah. Is this where Hay Boy's gone? He left ten days ago when he received this other letter from the railroad company. You may read it for yourself. Under the circumstances, Mr. Paladin, 
I am surprised the letter would include regrets. Ah, uh, uh, signed, Maury Travis, section superintendent. He doesn't explain the accident or even tell where Kim Sung is buried. Why did Hayboy go to Coldwater alone, Mr. Chung? When it is hurt, even the most gentle kitten will have the fury of a tiger. But still only the strength of the kitten. May I keep these letters for a while? There is something you can do to help him, Mr. Paladin. I can try to keep Hayboy alive, Mr. Chung. Four days' ride from San Francisco brought me to a tiny settlement on a huge plateau, shadowed by a crouching mountain peak. The railroad superintendent's office, Coldwater Division, was a small frame shack with a porch some three steps above a dirt road. Looking for somebody? Mr. Travis. You found him. Come on in. Oh. Getting chilly, ain't it? <laughs> it is. Always does this time of the afternoon. What can I do for you? My card. Uh, have gun, will travel, wire, paladin, San Francisco. What's all that mean? I don't understand. You're a target, Mr. Travis. Oh? Someone intends to kill you. I'm offering my services as a bodyguard. Why would anyone want to kill me? We all have enemies, some we're not aware of. I'm sure you're no exception. Well? You remember a Chinese boy by the name of Kim Sung who was killed in an accident here not long ago? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I have a letter here that claims it was not an accident. Well, let me see that. Ah, this could be a Chinese laundry ticket for all I know. I assure you it is not. I'll take that back if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Now, this letter was sent to the dead man's brother and claims that it was not an accident. Now the brother wants revenge. His brother, Kim Chang, a little fella? That's right. Well, I got news for you, Paladin. I don't need to hire a gun to protect me against a coolie. I've already met up with that little China boy, and I'm still alive and kicking. And the China boy? He's in jail. A crazy fool came at me with a knife. If the sheriff hadn't stuck his nose in, he'd be in his grave. I'm sorry I bothered you, Mr. Travis. The original idea was to repurpose the television scripts. Of the first 39 episodes, 35 were adaptations of television dramas. Somebody somewhere in the business said, wouldn't it be dandy if we had a radio series to run concurrently with the TV series? The point of it was that we were going to use scripts that originated with the TV show. Uh, Dick Boone's show. Right. We were going to use their same scripts and just adapt them to radio, but it didn't work. Can you remember any of the people involved in putting the shows together? Producers, directors? Norman MacDonald. And he also did Gunsmoke. He did Gunsmoke. Oh, okay. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Tony Ellis. Frank Paris. After the 36th episode, Norman MacDonald got frustrated with the format and left the series. Assistant Frank Paris took over. Beginning with episode 40, all new scripts were written specifically for a radio. Having been committed to a radio have gun, we finally discarded all of the TV scripts that we thought would be very handy to transpose into radio. 
we wound up writing original radio, Have Gun Will Travel. Where Hay Boy was lying on a mattress on the floor, apparently asleep. The sheriff said he was weak because he refused to eat, and that he had gotten the bruises on his face and arms in the fight with Travis. At my request, he left me alone with Hayboy. All right, Paladin, but I'll have to lock you in. All right. Hey, boy. Where are my cigars? My newspapers. Oh, oh, Mr. Paladin. <laughs> Hello, hey, boy. Ah, Mr. Paladin it is much surprised to see you here. Yeah, they're a long way from San Francisco. Oh, yes, uh, many miles of sorrow. I know. Uh, Mr. Chung told me about your brother. We were to be together again after all these years. Now my brother is dead and the man who killed him lives and goes unpunished. This is not right. Keep your voice down. We don't know who can hear us. Uh, yes, sir. Now, hey, boy. Are you sure that it was not an accident? Oh, yes, sir, I'm sure. Travis struck my brother with a club, and then he made it appear an accident. He threw a load of timbers off a flat car onto his body, and two of the men who worked with Kim Sung saw it happen. Why didn't they tell the sheriff? With two witnesses, Travis could be brought to trial. Oh, who would take the word of Chinese against a white? Somehow, his punishment will come at my hands. Ah, it won't work. Even if he doesn't kill you, if you should kill him, you'd be arrested for murder. Why, either way, it's something I must do. Ah, uh, Mr. Paladin, you come to take me out of jail? Uh, I'm afraid I can't do that until we clear the charges against you. Hey, boy, tell me the names of the two men who witnessed your brother's murder. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I took oath to never repeat their names. It is for their protection. Please understand, I cannot break my pledge. Not even to you. Yeah, I understand, hey, boy. But I will tell you, they work in a crew under a man named Brady. Yeah, I saw Brady this afternoon. Oh, yes, he a mean. Very strong. He like a bull. He helped Travis throw the railroad ties on my brother's body. Hmm. Hey, boy. I'm going to tell the sheriff to fix you some supper. And you eat it. Oh, you saw me, Sir Paladin. I eat it. Good. I'll be back to see you in the morning. Paladin never had a sidekick. The only two recurring characters were Hayboy, voiced by Ben Wright, and Missy Wong, voiced by Virginia Gregg. Could I do Hayboy, Missy Wong, on that? Yeah. Honey, all I can do is old women now. I don't know. But I get cards and letters from Ben Wright, always addressed to Missy Wong. Sign it off. Hey, boy. Two of you <laughs> saw what really happened to him. Two of you know his death was not an accident. Two of you can put Maury Travis in jail. Well? Uh. Is this the stuff you eat? Seems you like slop. Seems you don't mind living in filth like slaves. You'll watch one of your brothers die and then lick the boots of the man who killed him. No. Ah, so. Someone does understand. All right, you little monkeys. On your feet. Kind of. Who are you? 
What are you doing here? Talking to some of my friends. Your friends? Clear out. Not until I'm ready. I said get out of here. Put that axe down. I'll go when I'm ready. Now I said... You're good with that axe. But not good enough. I don't know who you are, but I'm going to tear your head off. Now, if any of you men have anything to say, speak up now. I want to help you. Which of you spoke up before Brady came in? All right. If you change your mind, I'll be with Travis. Why is it that they can't stay married in Hollywood? Now, Although Hey Boy and Paladin sometimes reflected the dated social interactions of the late 19th century, their mutual affection was evident in scripts like this episode, Hey Boy's Revenge, broadcast on March 1st, 1959. Don't miss the feature entitled The Disgrace of Hollywood in March McCall. By 1960, Have Gun and Gunsmoke were the last two dramatic productions being recorded for CBS in Hollywood. Network radio drama was on its last leg. No, everything sort of just dissolved, just vanished. There was no way that I could have continued on because radio was killed by the business. CBS killed its own child. NBC killed its own child. They all said, we're not going to have radio drama anymore because it is not paying off. So, in a very conscious way, all radio shows were canceled. They went to music, they went to talk shows, or whatever it was, yeah. Talk shows? A pox on those. Have Gun Will Travel's final episode, aired on November 27, 1960. Entitled, From Here to Boston, it is regarded as a landmark. Yes? Whoa, uh, excuse me. Uh, you finish with breakfast, hey boy, we'll take Dishi away. Oh, yes, we are. Come in. Uh... Did you meet my sister? No, sir. Hey, boy, isn't it? Yes, sir. This is my sister, Lavinia Todd Hunter. Oh, uh, hello. How do you do? Uh, was you home comfortable last night, Missy Todd Hunter? I was so exhausted from the trip, I hardly noticed. But uh, I do think I'll like the accommodations of the Carlton. I never thought we'd be able to get a, a suite with two bedrooms. It's almost like home. Oh, yes, Missy. Uh, Carlton is a very nice hotel. But it doesn't compare with anything we have in Boston, Lavinia. Oh, of course not, Miles. But I, I'm so surprised they have anything at all in this godforsaken country that I'm overwhelmed. Uh, hey, boy. Uh, Esau. Do you know most of the regular guests who stay here? Oh, yes, I hear boy know many guests. Uh, tell me, do you know a Mr. Paladin? Mr. Oh, yes, sir. How long has he been living here? Oh, many long time. Could you tell us about him, hey boy? Oh, yes, sir, ma'am. 
What does he do? Uh, what does he look like? Is he married? <laughs> no, ma. No, Misa Paladin, not married. <laughs> My sister and I have heard that he uh, uh, hires his gun, so to speak. Well, Misa Paladin will be happy to tell you what he does. He's a very good friend of Hey Boy. Uh, you like to meet him? No, no, no. We were just curious. We've heard so much about him. Uh, Isa, would there be anything else? No, that'll be all for now. Thank you very much, hey boy. Isa. Miles, why don't you want to meet him? Not just yet, Lavinia. We have to go about this very carefully. Well, we don't have all the time in the world, Miles. I know, I know. But even so, you must have patience. Don't forget that lawyer back in Boston is looking for him. And if we're too patient, he may locate him before we finish what we came out here to do. You don't have to remind me. Just let me do the planning. Uh, all right. Then where do we start, my dear brother? This hay boy said Mr. Paladin was unmarried. More than likely, he would be interested in meeting a beautiful young lady from Boston. Oh, why, thank you, Miles. And then what? Uh, you could entrance him, my dear. Get to know him intimately. Oh. And as soon as we know his weak points and when the time is right, we'll complete our mission. I didn't realize I was going to play such a, an important role. You don't object, do you? Of course not. <laughs> For a hundred thousand dollars, how could I? And besides, he, um... He may be very enjoyable company while he's still alive. Paladin receives an attorney letter notifying him of a large inheritance. He must travel to Boston to claim it. Meanwhile, he has no idea that his latest romantic interest, Lavina Todd Hunter and her brother, were responsible for his aunt's death, and they plan to murder him as well. Your brother was very thoughtful, Lavinia. This is my favorite brandy. Yes. Y yes, he, he wanted to show his appreciation for all your kindnesses to us. Oh. Uh, this is my second glass, and you've, uh, you've hardly touched yours. Oh, I know. I, I like the aroma more than the taste. Drink up. It warms the blood. <laughs> well, I, I, I feel a little too warm as it is. <laughs> yes, you do seem uncomfortable. Is something wrong? Oh, no. No, I, I I guess it's just the hour. Oh. It's getting rather late. We've had a busy day. Yes. Now, I wonder who that could be. Excuse me. Miles. Oh, uh... Oh, Paladin, I... Come I, in. Well, I... I just came by to see if Lavinia was still here. She is? Come in, come in. You see, it was getting so late that I, I, I thought... I didn't realize what time it was, Miles. Oh, she's a big girl, Miles. You don't have to worry about your sister. Well, I wasn't exactly... Oh, worried. I must thank you for the brandy, Miles. Uh, won't you join us and have a glass? No, no, but thank you Nonsense. Anyway. Sit down. Really, Paladin, I didn't mean to intrude like this. You can stop babbling now, Miles. Get your hands up, Paladin. What? No, Lavinia, don't shoot him. It'll make too much noise. I said get your hands up, Paladin. All right. 
It is quite a surprise, Lavinia. I didn't know you carried a derringer in your purse. Oh, shut up and keep quiet. Well, Miles, your brandy didn't work. What do we do now? Give me a chance to think. What happened with the brandy? You probably forgot to put the poison in it. Poison? Yes, Paladin. You should have been dead an hour ago. Oh? Well, I, uh... I must have opened the wrong bottle. Uh, the wrong yes. bottle? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, boy, brought me a bottle a couple of hours before yours arrived. They were identical. Well, Miles, that's something you didn't think of. Why don't I just shoot him and be done with it? No. No, we'll be caught before we can get out of here. Yes, the shot would wake the hotel, Luvinia. I'd be willing to take the chance. Now, there's no reason why we can't go through with our original plan. Where's the other bottle? Well, look in his liquor cabinet. <laughs> you really wouldn't expect me to drink the brandy now, Lavinia. If you don't, then I'll be forced to shoot you. Either way, I lose, huh? Either way. Then I think I prefer being shot. <laughs> Give me the gun. Miles! Miles, help me! Give it to me. Oh! Right, now, take the gun. <laughs> Miles! You... You shot me. Miles! He's dead. tell you how much I appreciate you coming all the way over here to Oakland with me. Oh, not often you go on such plenty long trip, Mr. Paladin. Oh. Too bad Missy Wong couldn't get off work and come with us to say goodbye. Yes, she wanted to. Well, maybe it's better she not come. She'd be crying big tears on her boy's shoulder all the way back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, here you are, Mr. Paladin, right on the spot. Thank you, driver. Uh, here you are. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you need help with those bags? No, hey, boy, and I can handle them. Uh, you will wait for him, won't you? Oh, yes, sir. And see that he gets back to the Carlton? Hey, you count on me, Mr. Pallet. Good. Oh, here. Hey, boy, I'll carry the big one. Oh, please, sir. All right. Let's go. Ah, uh, we want car 14, hey, boy. Well, we, we better hurry, Mr. Paladin. That's all right. Yeah, that's my car right over there. Oh, oh what do we do with these bags? I put them in the vestibule. The conductor will take care of them for me. Here we are. He's up to go. There we are. That's it. Now, remember, hey, boy, the other trunks are ready to ship. I'll write to you and let you know where to send them. Mr. Paladin, when will you come back? I don't know, hey, boy. All depends on how long it takes me to liquidate my aunt's estate. Several months at least. Then you never know. I may take a liking to Boston and settle down there permanently. It won't be the same Carlton Hotel while you're gone. Oh, now. I've left many times before, hey, boy. We saw, but this time you will not come back, maybe. You never can be sure. Just don't forget me. Keep looking for me. 
I may be back. So I hope so. Oh, and don't forget to send me the San Francisco papers. I want to be sure and follow Miss Todd Hunter's trial. Oh, what do you think they do with her? Send her to jail for a few years. Well, you better go, Miss Abadie. Yes. Now, um, hey, boy, look, if, if you and Miss Wong decide to get married... Give me plenty of notice. I will be back for that. Oh, uh, uh, we, we write you. I'll uh, let you know. All right. Well, goodbye, hey boy. Goodbye, Miss Paladin. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Miss Paladin. Will Travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed in Hollywood by Frank Paris and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy and Virginia Gregg as Miss Wong. Tonight's story was specially written for Have Gun, Will Travel by Mr. Paris. Featured in the cast were Vic Perrin, Bartlett Robinson, John James, and Lynn Allen. Tonight, CBS Radio brings to a close this current series of programs. This is Hugh Douglas extending best wishes to you from the cast and crew of Have Gun, Will Travel. The program closed with no mention in the trade columns.